This here is an audio disclaimer. I do not own the rights to any of the music that will be played in this here episode. So if you don't like me, please don't sue me. Just boo me. For real, if there's any perceived infringement, we can get it removed. But all fair use here, we're just engaging, entertaining, and educating. My name is Langston Mayo. This is episode 91 of the Isolated Thoughts podcast. Can I get my theme music? Episode 91 of the Isolated Thoughts Podcast. Again, you know my name. Stay the same. No fame. We're not here to play no games. It's the year 2023. Could you ever imagine it that 10 years ago, a young man named Carmelo Anthony was drafted number three, 2003, third pick. Oh, my gosh. The threes are lining up to join the Denver Nuggets and take this team that had very odd colors um, for the better half of the 90s that now have come back and would take them from obscurity, missing the playoffs for so many years, just being bad, stinking up the joint. And that man from West Baltimore would then join the Denver Nuggets alongside Andre Miller, Earl Boinkins, Marcus Camby, Kenyon Martin, you name it. You know, the white media would would, uh, dub them the Thuggets because – microaggressions and racism but that that man with the braids would do amazing things he'll get over he'll get overshadowed by the likes of lebron james playing the western conference of the kobe bryant's of the world rest in peace the bean and so now we fast forward to 10 years 20 years later because counting is difficult at times 20 years later the year 2023 we live in a time now where that same number number one five is worn by 6'11", 7-foot, Serbian man that's about 27 years old, named Nikola Jokic. Nikola. And within his seven years, going on eight years, and being on part of this team, he is now, undisputedly, again, that number 15 worn by the young man from West Baltimore, Byway of New York and Syracuse, New York at that Oak Hill. Shout out. VA. He wore number 15 proudly again. The exit was not smooth, rough, and a little tough. But anyone who was a true Denver Nuggets fan would understand and appreciate what number 15 did. Bringing the Nuggets from obscurity to a household entertaining first round exit. Minus 2008, 2009. But now, we have someone that's a back-to-back MVP. Voter fatigue is a real thing, sure. But come on. The Nuggets finished first in the West as they currently sit first in the Western Conference. Tied for the second best record in the NBA. With Boston, I mean with the Brooklyn Nets behind Boston. And Jokic averages a triple-double, which it looks like he very may well. He's averaging about like 25, 
11 and 9.9 or something like that right now. And he just had his 10th triple-double for the season this past uh, evening against the Cleveland Cavaliers, number one defense in the NBA, really good team out there. No Donovan Mitchell, but still a great game. In the year 2023, there's something special about it. Something very special about it. I use the Denver Nuggets as a gateway to then tell you to never get too distracted, to think that you would never have to look up and look left, that the X will give it to you. File that will insert there. I won't speak too much about the Nuggets more than here and there because, again, there's something special happening. But there's something special, again, again, I use the Nuggets as a vessel for myself, for us all, that, you know, the numbering of 2022. Special, you know, February 2000, you know, February 2nd, all these numbered number of things i'm not i'm not a, a astrological person i know i'm a leo or as the gals put it i'm a leo rising but that's um <laughs> the buck kind of really stops there as far as my concern or commitments to that but there is something about the the fundamentals of nature and knowing numbers and that regardless if it's a clock, a sign on a, a, a building, uh, an order number, a receipt, um, bank statement, you name it. Wherever you may see number and code, binary, all the whatnot. That seeing certain patterns, whether it be repeating numbers or certain specific sequences of numbers, I do have a soft spot for that because there is often no reason in particular for me to just walk by the stove and the microwave and see. I mean, of course, they're going to be at the same time because why wouldn't I have my clocks aligned? But more so, a specific time every day and sometimes, again, twice a day given the 24-hour cycle. If you go, if you go off the 12-hour, you know, the non twenty four hour like military time clock, but just the you know twelve to twelve type deal. I I don't know. I I, I don't know much of anything. Y'all know that. I know I know me. It's about it's kind of my jurisdiction where it begins and ends. But I'm blessed. I'm I'm really grateful for all of us to be here. Anyone that's alive, if you're alive listening to me talk to myself, talking to you, we're blessed, baby. You know how thankful I am for the Lydia's, for the Kyle's, the Cyrus's, the Khalil's, the Tim's, the Sophia's, the Thais's of the world, because without y'all, I don't know what Isolated Thoughts looks like anymore because it's a place that while I'm grateful for, I'm not even framing this. There's a different type of engagement 
not even with the it's I would even say y'all know on Patreon, y'all don't even really be hitting me up like that. Like we have our personal relationships, but <laughs> it's not like y'all like hit me up all the time about the pod. Uh so I still do hear more about the podcast from people who aren't patrons, which is again, that's also makes me feel well. But I say that I don't know what it would be because while I've I'm fortunate to have an audience, air quotes, whatever that must whatever that means, that listens again, that doesn't doesn't pay money on Patreon, but choosing to listen. And I even got feedback from like the Spotify rap or like podcaster edition that there's like 15 people whose isolated thoughts made it into their top 10, no, top five, top, I think it's top five podcast. There's like five people who had it in their top three. And there was about three people who had it in their top. Their, it was their number one podcast for the year, as far as like listening or whatever the case may be. I think that's cool. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty neat. And again, that's just on Spotify, so whatever the metrics may be on um, Apple or whatever the case is, I don't really engage with Apple. Like Apple Podcasts is only still budgeting when it comes to like the things like Wrapped. I mean, of course, Apple, the Apple wrapped and the Spotify wrapped are not even comparable. So I think it kind of makes sense as well. Like there's metrics behind the Apple podcasting, but it's not, it's just more like, you know, the general demographical type stuff. So I'm doing this opening kind of monologue rant because I'm, I'm blessed and I'm thank you. I, I thank you each and every one of you, of course, my patrons and this year is going to be, it's not just about, oh, it's going to make it. Not, y'all know, again, I don't even mind if you don't think your year doesn't start until your birthday. That's that's perfectly fine, too, because, again, that's as far as, you know, you're not the center of the universe, but you should certainly be, like, see the world in that lens, too. But I believe, collectively, this kind of uh, annual, not quite a renewal, but, un, like, to usher in a, a new a new phase, a new chapter, and a collective conscious, a collective um, operating in a way that Jan- that this time that, that the top of the year brings, not just January first strike at midnight, like nothing changes, but more of the we get a new fresh start. A lot of things when you think about fucking what's happening over in you know Congress with. Voting House Representative, that taking forever, um, ushering new folks, elections, and all of the things that this year will just even gear up for. It's not even that it's going to accumulate that this year year is going to be the exclamation mark. This year may just be the fucking most quintessential semicolon ever to get ready for the list of things that come down the line. I don't know, but I do know that I love you. If anybody loves you, Langston loves you. I want nothing best for every single person that decides that, hey, I'm going to go on my app, whatever app they may be. I'm going on my computer. I'm going on fucking my my Walkman. I'm going to somehow digitize my Walkman. I'm going to listen to this man speak for probably an hour. And I'm, and you choose to do that with your time. You can, do, you can wash your feet. You can 
make a meal. You can walk, you can do wherever you want. And I'm just glad that you're choosing to have me be a part of it. There's a lot of things I'm working towards and have been working towards for a while now. But with this year, I just leading up to it again, it was the, it was the healthy habits that I was building in 2022 that I'm trying to organically ferment and and really marinate to build upon this year and going forward about where I want to be again geographically, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. And all the other material stuff will follow because why would I why would I quote unquote chase or pursue what doesn't belong like doesn't belong to me. And most importantly, things that can be taken away from me. Because if I'm defined by the things that are taken that can be taken away from me, what does what is my worth? If I'm worth what I drive, what I wear, what, what I own in the sense of material goods, well, what am I? And so, obviously, it's not a new no new realization, but more so just a perspective outputting. I'm going to get into it. It's a long episode. We haven't talked in a while. And so I have music. I have movies. I have television. And I have some other general life things that Isolated Thoughts brings us. So without that bling said, brother, this will be a 91 hell of an episode. And we'll take a quick, it's not a commercial break. I'm just going to press pause and then <laughs> go into music. So, yeah. Well, first up. Metro Boomin finally released his, uh, I would say, I don't say highly anticipated, but pretty anticipated follow-up to Heroes Don't Wear Capes from 2018, what that was. Had a lot of no bangers, no complaints, and Space Cadet, and all that stuff. This is also, I think, twin, uh, this might be Metro's, because last Metro project I remember was the tw- uh, Savage Mode 2. I think this might be his first project since his mother was, uh, mother passed, um, tragically. And so, yeah, the, this is big, and I, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy really top to bottom. It's, I haven't gone back to it in a little while, but when it came out, I listened to it pretty regularly. I think it was like mid-December, and... I still go back to that, especially what's that? Uh, Dan with uh, Don Tolliver. I need that new Don Tolliver ASAP because it, it sounds uh, very good. Let me see. Heroes and villains. Yeah, Too Many Nights with uh, yeah, just Don Tolliver. I think it features on there too. And the other one with Don Tolliver, Around Me is good. Yeah, I can't say uh, I can't save you. Yeah, every track that has Don Tolliver on it is a, a goodie. Uh, superheroes, solid. Yeah, too many nights, raindrops, umbrella, trance, around me. Metro Spider was solid. I can't save you. Creeping, of course. Uh, Niagara Falls, foot or two. All right, walk them down really good. Yeah, no, it's a. It's a, it's a great for the gym, great for the car ride. Just bump it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, moving forward from Heroes and Villains, though, 
Lil Sims. Lil Sims, UK's finest uh, and gorgeous and just utterly talented, like no other amazing actress, too. Top Boy season four, I guess, is season four. I think that's what, like season three of the new volume of Top Boy, though, is should be coming this year, or I don't know what year it's coming, but it's been confirmed that's coming. And of course, she's phenomenal in that. And no thank you. Clearly a very topical album of, I assume, she left her record label that she was on before because it's under, it's distributed in, yeah, it's definitely distributed by a different uh, label when I was checking that. And yeah, so it's like really just her, like, pff, I don't know, I don't, I don't time you on mans, but uh, this is what time I'm on. I can't, uh, my, my English accent's bad right now. I can get a decent one at times, but no. And yeah, I'll check out Lil Sims if you haven't. She's really the queen of not making super lengthy albums, but she can make a long ass album in the sense of the the runtime of a song. Like the average song length feels like four minutes, three and a half to four minutes, which isn't a long time in time's sake. But especially in the streaming age where it's about getting as many songs out as possible, which I think I wouldn't be surprised if she's kind of countering that type of approach because. Uh, no Thank You only has 10 tracks and it run, still runs for, uh, just short of 50 minutes, 49 minutes and 56 seconds. So I I enjoyed it. I really loved um, – there's no skips, but I really love Silhouette, No Mercy, Broken. Yeah, go listen to No Thank You. Lil Sims is – she won them ones, man. She won them ones. All right, this is my full impression of SOS by SZA, Kill Bill, and Love Language. Still the ones I go to go back to the most. I don't say go back to the most. I enjoy the most. I, I don't go back to this album. It's not made for me. She doesn't make music for me, and that's okay. I will, you know, pull back some of my, like, SZA thing. Like, the, the next thing, if in 2023 I can listen to a, what's her damn name? The one that don't be feeding the baby. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Hmm. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The one I I, I was saying, like, like, like Susan, I don't be listening to her music, but everyone likes her. Damn. Um, girls like, girls have fun, too. Like, you, you know, I'm about to look at it right now, because I can't think of her name. Girls like fun. Please, girl. Girls want to. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> Bro, I really cannot think of what is her name. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. The she's she has like a very like all I know for some reason I can only think of like her former partner was uh, London on track. Uh, the singer she has a very like you know like tattoo a lot of tattoos and stuff, but she has a very soft voice. <sighs> I cannot I don't know why I can't think of her name. Summer Walker. Summer Walker, that is, that is her name. And if I can listen to her album, enjoy. I, I mean, SOS. I enjoyed it, but I won't be going back to it because then she doesn't make music for me. It's, you know what? I'll use this time to get into the R and B talk. I was listening to Jay Holiday for some reason. The pimping me was in my head, and I was like, man, I turned that thing on. Let me go ahead. 
Let me go ahead and put that thing on that thing. Well, no, I have to connect my device. So I have to do that a different time. Yeah, I... I again, Joe to see y'all know how I feel like it. When you get R and B lacks today, and this is both for men and women, it lacks today because again, it's all about being emotionally unavailable, being toxic, um, being all types of things that aren't loving, that aren't, especially when it comes to men. Ain't no pleading. You gotta be pleading. You have to cry for this woman. Even if you didn't do anything wrong, you have to, you have to, uh, like you got, come on, when Yvonne is in the stairwell making that noise, it's crazy. It's sick. It, it may even win a nasty award, but you know it's coming from a real place. Come on, man. The, the writing is, the writing is like not terrible, but it's not, it's not being performed by real deal Holyfields. And I think that goes into the, the woman category too, that it's not enough. Come on, escape set. I just want to kick off your fuse and relax. Like, just kick it. Come on, you, baby, come kick it. Don't be, I'm trying to fuck him to make me think of you. Come, what are we talking about? I, I get it. There's a subsection of birds that fly together and flock like a feather that may be thinking this is cooler than a sweater in any weather. But, but, I promise you, dog, what's wrong with these kids? Eating Tide Pods, doing TikTok challenges, living soft lives, and whatever the fuck else the kids do because they're listening to this shit. Again, no, again, it sounds solid. Again, Kill Bill is a good song. Love Language is a good song. Like, you just can't knock good music and good songs. And, come on, dog. We, we, we need and deserve more soul in our music. So, that's that. Summer Walk, again, she maybe can make something I enjoy, but that I feel like it might be a taller order than SZA and SOS. If you're a fan, you probably love this. Uh, Al Soul, Al Al Soul, Al Al Ruckford, <laughs> forgive me, Ab Ab Soul Herbert. Again, TDE drops no music for a long time. Sure, I know Kendrick came out this year, but yeah, we we all know that's a a weird, you know, release. PG Lang slash TDE, and he just I I don't I just, I feel like. Ab deserved better in the sense of release around his uh, hype, not hype, just like support around his release. Herbert's a really good album. It's a really good album. It is, it, it's less heady than I was anticipating. Like I went to it like it's an absolute album. I'm not going to be figuring this shit out for a long time. And there, he has those bars here. But he definitely went just back into just rapping. Like, he's just rapping really good. And besides, I think like that, there's a one or two last, that's the last track, the one with DJ Premier, that shit was fire. There is a couple of tracks I was just not sure why that existed. I think it was Positive Vibes Only, that second last track. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I get, you know, these attempts to making commercial music, but I I just rather it not exist. But besides that, you have the title track, Fallacy. I like Artist Seduction, even though I've heard people shit on it. The Wild Side, Nice Virginia Ayako, Return, Punch, Did Well, and Good Man. 
uh, Hollandaise, no report card, message bottle, shout out to Slant Skywalker getting an appearance. Um, he's still alive. Go off has the best Big Sean um not yeah, verse, guest verse, and I've heard in ages. So thank you, Mr. Herbert, for presenting that and go listen to Av Souls album. Sauce Walker delivered at the end of the year a phenomenal follow-up um, to his Ghetto Gospel series, Ghetto Gospel 3. I think Ghetto Gospel 2 was way too bloated. Uh, didn't have the staying power of Ghetto Gospel 1. Like, sure, the Ghetto Gospel like song series has stayed song strong, but the the bodies, the first one is just top to bottom. Just It's really weird that Sauce, Sauce can really rap. He can really rap, and when he throws them soul beats and them kind of just low-key where he know he can come in, ooh-wee, just get in there and just start just talking and telling stories because he's a really good storyteller. It's hard to stop him, and I I wonder if there's something, because I, I feel like Sauce is a really intelligent dude, and I think that he may have a, like, he may be caught in a crosshair of, like, maintaining the persona that is Sauce Walker, the kind of over-the-top personality, and then Sauce Walker that clearly is a very uh, cunning businessman and, um, again, just what rapper. Like, real, like being able to tell a story, be a poet, tell, like, it'll be heroin thing. Like, he's really good at painting, like, a very, like, you know, somber, uh, I don't say somber, but bleak picture of living in poverty and street life and what there really comes to again, not glorifying that shit. And so, yeah, man, if you haven't listened to Ghetto Gospel 3, go listen to Ghetto Gospel. It has some songs in there like um, Slab Holiday that I wasn't a big fan of, but it, it just was like junky. Like, you know, it's kind of like clunky. It's not, it's not smoothly executed because when you do the intro and you do the rest of the tracks on there, you're like, oh, this is, this is really good. This is, <laughs> this is highly enjoyable. Yeah, the intro, Here I Am, First Testament, Black Kings with Babyface Ray. You know, big fan of Babyface Ray these days. I wasn't crazy about the song, but them separately and then Babyface Ray is just, you know, can't go too wrong. Brother's story really getting perfect. Another example of just a very concise, specific story being told and who I am. Yeah, uh, good. Like, then the song's like good, good coochie that exists and like, oh, Okay, but again, it comes. I'll take that if if I can get if I can get five. Here I am, and the intros and those type of things. I'll take one good coochie. You feel me? Like, <laughs> just like never here, neither here, no, no, there. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so soul itching. It's a really good, really good, really good project. Shout out to Sauce Walker for still having that in him and putting out. He, again, he's always clever. I'll say often clever, if not always clever, but just he doesn't always lay it down on wax like this, and this is a great example. The last piece of music that I listened to that I didn't expect myself to listen to, but it was a new release, and I seen that had you know names DJ Drama, ESDG, Big Thirty, Benny the Butcher. Like, oh, this is a conglomerate of artists that I like, and it was. Someone I would, I, I just, I just, I don't, I, there's things I don't understand in this world. There's, there's a few. French Montana is one of them. Alongside Nav, 
who also makes an appearance on this album. <sighs> French Montana. Have I liked songs that feature French Montana? Yeah. Uh, probably my favorite French Montana song pro- absolutely is uh, Lockjaw with Kodak Black. That song is phenomenal. Like, it just has the, such the like, atmosphere of it. Both of them are just really holding their own, and Kodak really carries it, carries it but French, is, French doesn't slouch being on the track with him. Um, and then, of course, French Montana decided to add a song that came out like three years after onto his out. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna revisit that. So, Coke Boys, Coke Boys Six Money Heist Edition is a mixtape that is entirely too long. Of course, I, I couldn't listen to it all the way through because the tracks were just French Montana. I, I I'm here. Listen. I might be aware of things, but just because I say them doesn't mean I know anything. I'm making it up. I don't think that there's money laundering happening and thinking that like some of these artists that just exist are. I'm gonna shut up. I'm just gonna shut up. I don't. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. And people are famous because they're really talented and they have and or have a really big fan base that will accept anything that they put out. That's all. I don't know. I don't get it. I like. You just listen to French Montana. Is it because I'm not from New York? Is it because I'm not racially ambiguous? Is it because I'm not a Ciroc boy? Is it not because I'm not a bottle boy? I I don't know what criteria that I'm not making the mark of that this doesn't land with me, but I think I'm okay that it's not landing with me. However, I did enjoy I did, did enjoy. It was in the gym. I needed something to listen to. Like I, you know, I, I listened to ESTG to the, the ground last year, and he hasn't put anything new. They haven't listened to already a lot. Uh, Rob Forty Nine. I'm listening. To, I'm interested in listening to Rob Forty Nine. I don't listen to NBA Young Boy. I just don't. I love like, you know, New Orleans and you know, Baton Rouge, like actual rap. I'm sorry. It's just that every like, when you think about. Boosie, Webby, the like that sound of Baton Rouge, and then you think about New Orleans like rap pre. Kevin Gates like sounds like he's from like he's from New Orleans, but then he raps the way Kevin Gates raps, and then there's NBA YoungBoy, who's from New and then I think there's just these other like New Orleans out there rap like this and rap like that, but they don't really rap like New Orleans like, like student boy student. <laughs> They rap a certain type of way that I just like my my, my, my brother can please can can, can I, okay no all right and so that's yeah I, I, I'm at a loss for words myself but Rob Forty Nine like I was he sounded good on this feature that's the reason why I mentioned him that song that he was on was Igloo. But I enjoyed Chit Chat a little bit. He said Rocky. You know, I'm kind of torn on him these days, but I enjoyed his verse. Uh, good to hear Max B. He should be home soon. The Project Baby with Vory. Project Baby remixed with Vory. I, I enjoyed Vory, and that was pretty solid. Um, sliding with Aobi. All right. Choose you, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Oh, my. This man needs another project. A. Sap, unlike the Rocky, 
we need like we need it now. It's it's such a short song, but it sounded so good. And then right after that, RZA with uh, the one and only the butcher was coming inward, and yeah, he wasn't like it was one of the best verses, but it's been the butcher. Like he just doesn't really miss. Uh, and then free smoke with ESTG and Big Thirty. It's ESTG, same. Like it wasn't his best verse, but. He was sliding on the beat in Big 30's solid appearance. Lemonade, the Max uh, Max B solo track. Come on. Big Avelli once he's free. Oh, it's going to go crazy. And yeah, the rest of it, I, I, I didn't. Like, there's a song with Tory Lanez I didn't listen to. There's just so many. This song has, this album has 29 tracks. Yeah, I, I didn't give it to my all. I, I was like, I'm going to finish my workout before I finish this album. But if you want some couple little tracks, you, again, these type of things you can, you can pick at. It's like someone that made a plate for you but don't really know what you like to eat. It's like, oh, I appreciate you, but I'm just going to take a little french fry. I'm going to take that little, take a little right there. Take that, and, uh, and I'll leave. You know, I'll leave. And I may come back to one or two of them just because, like, oh, actually, that's kind of, that's kind of right. Yeah, right, right now, a little salt on that right there. But this is not a plate that you eat unless you want to. I don't, know. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, what's the one with Nav? Fenty. Nav is not a real person. He is Chat GT. Like he is a, he is artificial intelligence. And I'm on to you. You're an early prototype that's worked really well. And congratulations. You have convinced the world that you are a human. So that is a. Enough of music. It's time to ponder. What has thou prophet watched? I realized that I haven't shared since I watched Avatar in a, a whole series, well, of other things. Avatar, the way of water, or as I have called it unashamedly, Avatar, the way of the white savior sympathy movie because it's not just the white savior. Like the first movie was white savior. The second movie is like, okay, now we have to feel bad for the white savior. Like all the white saviors, the little human boy, of course the white human man that's now a Navi. We must like when they do harm, but they meant so well, we accept them back. Like the white kid, that's a human being. It's like cousins with the other Navi, the Jake Sully's kids. Help me understand him. Oh, we need to feel bad. His dad. He's he's his dad. He didn't know his dad left him. And so he met his dad. And so he like snitched on all the Navi. And so when his dad is just being a fucking colonial genocidal murderer, Oh, why would you do this? Man. I don't, I have no, I don't even have a, fuck not having a tear. I don't have a care. So it makes me even more disconnected from all this. But again, I call a spade a spade. It is a gorgeous film. It's made very, like, they took their time with the CGI. They made 3D. I haven't watched 3D movie in forever. Check out my review on Patreon. It's up there, so I won't spend too much time. I enjoyed visually watching the movie. There's no, there's no She-Hulk 
like what the, what what is this? There's no Marvel Love and Thunder like what what none of that's happening. They there is smooth edges. You can zoom in the pixels is it's gonna be hard to find. It's gonna be hard to find. So I mean it's already at a billion dollars. Um, so I uh, yeah I I don't think it's gonna make the I don't think it's going to make more than like one and a half. But I yeah. guess we'll get a third one too. Fire Nation. And we'll see more indigenous people painted in this. Like, also, again, I still don't. James Cameron's made some phenomenal movies. And I, I really do enjoy the fact that he's only made like nine feature films. And th- at this point, almost half of them have made a billion dollars. Insane. At least three of them. Yeah, three. He has three movies that have made over a billion dollars. Two of them have made over a bi- two billion dollars. Quite insane. He has the number one and number three all time like grossing movies. And I forget what else he's. He, what he has? Uh, Avatar one and two, Titanic. I'm missing some other big James Cameron movie, but point is, I like that, but I don't like his comments about showing up in indigenous places and that one article that's from 2009 from when the first avatar came out so i know it's old but it's still a real quote of his about well if insert indigenous group here name if they would have if they would see the suicide rate of the of you know their boys these days they probably would have fought harder like what what kind of putting on a fuck what and he's talking about like north american indigenous people that we know what happened to them like we know it's it's documented as much as we don't talk about it, it's documented and the remedy to their their near like genocidal extinction is they should have fought harder or they would they would have fought harder if they could look into the time window and see how bad things are now what the entire that's why it's the white savior movie like sure he means well he probably he really probably does want to put out good messages about the environment absolutely and depict indigenous people a certain type of way, and indigenous practices a certain type of way. But it is from a, it is from a, a like a, oh, this is exotic white, like this is like, yeah, I, I won't lament. You get it. Going on from there, from white savior to white lotus, white lotus. I've heard about it since it came out last year or two years ago now. And I didn't really, yeah, I, you know, one of them HBO shows, I'm like, it has to be all right because it's HBO, but I didn't give it too much of a thought until I had a little window of time towards the end of this past calendar year. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to check it out. It's getting a lot of good, just whatnot. And it's a short series, too. And I ran through them, both season one and season two, within about like two weeks. And. It's good, man. It's really the first season is rough. The, the first season just how like again, everyone's a villain, and how do you hate everyone but still have empathy to like, kind of understand why everyone is the way they are? Like I, I like those. I like, I, and that's what the series really is about: character studies and how do you here are these type of people insert a type of character without being too much of a caricature because they're they are there are reasons why they do things, and then you figure out 
yeah, yeah, you just kind of figure out what's the yeah, what what's the plan? What what's playing out here? And they're also like a reverse murder mystery. Like you, like instead of like figuring out, oh, someone, someone's dead and who did it. It's you figuring out who died because you get to see the body early. And so I think that's a really cool. Like so, all the character stuff happening on top of the kind of baseline gets you in the door. Like oh, someone dies, and so, um, yeah, man, I. I, I Season one is, is rough with some moments, but season two, oh my goodness, season two is really good. I mean, just hate Aubrey Plaza's character. Both the couples are just my goodness gracious. And then of course the the, the three generation trio, man, just how they all are, their self awareness. But their their unlike loving care for each other, or like uh, their un their unconditional love for each other, and wanting like what the 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 son I forget what his name is, him being the most like uh, like you know super sensitive and almost like too nice of a guy and just almost naive, but so well intending and meaning well that it isn't it isn't fake like it's genuinely like he means well. There's no there's no alternative motive to his um, kindness and you see it, it being a retaliation or retaliation, but uh, a, a response to how his father and grandfather were raised um, or an R like raised him, but how they were. And so like being different, but having the care for, especially for his grandfather, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really dang good, man. And so I look forward to wherever season three looks like they have, a, they have a recipe that can go on for a couple more seasons for sure. It's, um, it's a, I don't want them to go keep going on. Like maybe make it three or four seasons max. Make it may have like maybe four seasons, because yes, the recipe is pick a uh, a nice location, and especially somewhere that is potentially exotic is not the word. I don't, that's such a you know odd term because what's exotic to one person and culture is different than yada yada. But along those lines, though, of like somewhere. They can be a lot of places and then just create really, you know, robust characters that are like lean personality wise in certain type of directions. It's going to be interesting. Not, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but what a, who will be in place of a, of a Jennifer Coolidge type character in the season three. Please don't downtown. Please don't make the sounds. I'm, I'm recording, please. Uh, yeah, I, I I enjoy that. I enjoy that a lot. So check out White Lotus if you haven't. Now we're gonna get into some big films, okay? Some big films. I absolutely positively. I'm gonna put it on pause. Cause I hear this motorcycle. I'm not about to. Oh, is it leaving? I think it's leaving. Okay, there we go. I made my list for top movies of the year. Check it out. It's on, I put it on Patreon first, and then after that, I put it to the rest of the world. I shared it to the rest of the world. The Whale, I think it was my top, was it my top five? I think it might have been number five. Brendan Fraser, that movie, man. Just go see it. Just go see The Whale. If you please, like, spend your money. It's Darren Orbanowski. and get my fucking... I think my first classic review of the channel was 
on Patreon was a, uh, a Requiem for a Dream, which is a phenomenal classic movie. And yeah, I the whale is just a it's 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 a must watch. It's a must watch if you love great storytelling, if you love plays being adapted well to the screen. Yeah, man, it's it's I, there's no more to I can I, I I talked about it in the review. I it moved me, it inspired me very very deeply, and in different ways than what this next film did. In the same way of like cinema is in the film industry is just something that really has a place in my heart, my mind. Against, of course, there's yeah. So go see the whale. This next film, keeping on the same like lines about the film industry, Babylon. Babylon, I had seen trailers for. I don't know what movie it was when I seen the first trailer for it, but the first trailer I think came out in probably September, maybe, maybe October. I don't remember, but it they weren't it weren't out for too long. Or no, they like they didn't put them out too early. But once they hit the streets, there was advertising for it everywhere. So again, we're gonna cut that BS out the way right away. That oh, there was not a lot. Of, no. Babylon, there was a ton of advertising for it. Sure, the marketing budget maybe wasn't an avatar, but okay, you feel me? Like, come on. And all right, we'll get into other marketing budget, Megan, but Babylon had a fair amount of advertising. Maybe how it was marketed maybe wasn't all that clear and resonant. So, like, I don't know what this movie is. That can be fair because you don't really know what Babylon's about. It really is just like it looks like a big boombastic Hollywood type of movie. And that's really what it is with it giving a little like insurpice about kind of the white golden age of hip of hip <laughs> the white golden age of hip hop. Uh, the white golden kind of era of film where the silent films are being ushered out into films with sound and um yeah, man, it's it's three hours plus, like three hours and twelve minutes. Didn't get tired. Didn't get nothing. Didn't get like worn out by it for one second. I enjoy, I I was moved. I was moved because as much as La La Land is not a movie for me, musicals hella yuck. But this is great. Babylon is great. And there's a conspiracy out. People not want people. I don't know what it is. Again, I I mind my business. I just sometimes. When I see the news, they got to report it. That's all. If I see the facts, I'm gonna be like, hey, there's two dogs in the street. Don't point out them dogs. I'm sorry. I just, at one time, I, like, I ain't going to not say there's dogs in the street. I'm not going to say there's not you know, white paper on the wall. I'm just going to say it, and that's what it's going to be. If, it, if that's what it is, that's what it is. I want to go see this movie. Never in my life. It's a radar movie. It's very mature. It's not like like super sexual like it's but it's a it's not super you know grotesque grote i mean there's moments where it's like <laughs> what in the entire what is happening but it's not a it's not a film to feel like it's rated r but it's not too crazy but either way it's rated r so kids should not be in that motherfucker i go in there 
also the, the joke has been like there's barely anybody seeing buying tickets for it. So people were, like taking selfies in like empty auditoriums. Auditorium went to wasn't full, but each row had mine's like the very like you know front like staring your neck up row. Um, all the elevated seating had at least two or three people, if not up to five people per row. And so, yeah, like, yeah, not, not packed house by any means, but you know there's people in there. Uh, right when the movie starts, it's about t- nine to 12, I don't know, 12-year-olds maximum that show up. Oh, my God. When I say they weren't there like, ooh, I'm going to, like, sneak in and watch Babylon because we want to, you know, we heard about it on TikTok and there might be boobies or something in there. Nope. Or, you know, maybe you know, kids, you know, oh, yeah, we, we bought tickets to the Avatar, but, you know, yeah, we want to go see Babylon or we're actually going to go see Babylon because maybe they're smart, you know, too smart for their own good kids. And like people aren't going to see this movie Babylon. And then we're going to go in there and like, you know, get our first kiss or something. I don't know. I'm trying to understand. I'm I'm 25. I, I, you know, 10 years ago, 15, dropped down a little bit more. I preteen. Like, I get it. I'm not that far removed from trying to figure out life. I was no bad kid because... I have a mother that loved me like no other and shook the fear of God in me. So I just didn't do stupid shit because it was just like, yo, you just come on, dog. Like, you can play with yours, but I ain't playing with mine. However, I get why some kids will do that. None of those things apply to these, 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 these paid actors. Because these paid actors came in there and caused a fucking ruckus. When I tell you a ruckus, I'm talking about they were, it got so bad. This big ass, like, White dude that nah, I don't even know what he what he like. He wasn't from America because him and his lady was they wasn't talking English. So he, you know maybe some Nordic. I don't I don't know I don't. It, it wasn't like nothing I, I I can easily recognize. Like oh that's that like it could have been it wasn't no like south of here like you know Portuguese and nothing like that. So I don't know what he was talking. Either way, he stood up and told them kids shut the fuck up. Me. Me, Langston. My initial response was like, hey, come, like, them kids, dog. Like, I, like, I ain't gonna never just rock with that. But at the same time, them kids, like, them kids weren't even bad, bro. Them kids were malicious. Like, they were in there just, like, they weren't even like, oh, you know, people just be talking and not having a good, uh, a good sense of, what's the word? Like, bro, like, have some etiquette. Have some have some etiquette watching the film. No, they were in there, like, deliberately just, like, as if they was in there by themselves. Like, it was insane. Like, they were just in there, like, <laughs> like they, they weren't just laughing. Like, they, were just, they weren't even, like, sometimes reacting was on screen. It was just insane. Like, I've never experienced anything like that. And then I happened to have some dudes next to me that were, one of them, he was just being, like, he, he, he lacked the movie theater etiquette. Like, he didn't know how to watch movies with other people. It's like, Aha! Like you would do stuff like that. Like, all right, bro. Like, I get we all have different like visceral reactions to things that are funny or like shocking, but like you got you gotta know how to like reel that in. Especially if you sitting with someone else. Like, you gotta like. I feel like it's even easier to be like, like you know, whatever. Like with the person next to you, then like you're not watching this on your couch, my man. But he was just the salt in the wound of. Like, cause they were sitting right next to me, but th- these kids are also in the same row. They're on the f- opposite end. I'm on the furthest end to the left. They're on the furthest end to the right, 
and they were just leaving. They were running up and down the stairs. They were doing all types of crazy mess. I'm telling you, like shit that just didn't even make any sense. Like they they were paid actors. And so go see Babylon. Okay, I understand there's probably some weird things in there that, that maybe people don't want people to see or what. Go see Babylon. Babylon is a great movie. It's not perfect. Doesn't do all like the racial nuances like the I would want it. Um, but it's still a great movie. So especially if you love film, you'll love Babylon. Moving forward, <clears throat> White Noise. Uh, it's all White Noise. I you just have to watch it. It's is it worth your time? Yes. Does it make sense? No. But it looks nice. Like, like almost like a Wes Anderson film at some times. It, it's based off a, bu- a book. I believe it's the same name. It's like a highly regarded book. I, it's like love and death are like the themes and shit, but dog, it's... It's a it's kind of a tall tale of like what am I what what is happening right now, but yeah it it, it can be anywhere from like a two out of five to like a a three and a half, almost a four out of five depending on how you tr- tilt your head and look at it. My favorite part is watching uh, Andre Benjamin dance at the end of the movie. So uh, if that gives you anything to look forward to, stick around for that. Moving forward, another Netflix movie that should have been in theaters, but I guess I Glass Onion, Glass Onion. Um, it is a I forgot I think it's like a French phrase or something, but like it's this idea of a a glass onion being oh no 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 no, no. I, it's actually I think referred to like kind of famously the Beatles song Glass Onion, which is like a song that Seth it's like meta. Like, hey, like, here's a song that for all the people who look too deeply into shit, it's really not that deep. And you're overanalyzing. And so name this movie Glass Onion. I do think that Knives Out is a better, like, it's a better murder mystery than Glass Onion. But Glass Onion, I think, does this meta, like, if you look at it through the Glass Onion Beatles reference, does a great job of being aware that, okay, we can't really duplicate that same thing. We're still going to like not cheat you on the mystery, but we're going to, we're going, we're going to like kind of really tongue in cheek it and be like, really though, what, this is how you're going to tell the story. This is how, this is your escape route. They sur- what they survived that. So those type of things are, um, yeah, a, a a bit ridiculous. However, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um Daniel Craig, phenomenal. Janelle Monet, beautiful, phenomenal. My boy Dave Batista, he's gonna continue to get some more serious roles. I look forward to him at the knock of the cabin door. The them the, nice Shyamalan joint coming out next month. Yeah, so shout out to Dave Batista like really setting himself and saying, like, I'm not the rock. I don't want to just be an action guy like Fucking Drax is cool, but I really want to act. And please, just let me act. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 I think the knock, the cabin knock, the M Night joint. 
I think that that looks to be like he's going to be able to be fully himself in the sense of being a, a serious, uh, not serious actor, because if you're really doing it, you're a serious actor, but more so a a drama centered actor. I look forward to that for him. So Glass Onion. And then the other piece on Netflix is The, the Descendant. The Descendant is a great documentary. Um, came out earlier in the year in 2022, it's like January, so about a year ago now, about the book um, that was written by uh, Zora Neale Hurston, and about like the like the last technical, like technically the last like interview of a slave, because uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I can't think of that damn book name. Hold on. It's it's a the book came out I want to say just a couple of years ago because it, it had been written almost a century ago. What is the book? Uh, Barracoon, yeah, in two thousand eighteen. And so, the story of the last black cargo is the sub like the subtitle of it. And yeah, from like nineteen twenty seven, it took nearly. You know, it took about 90 years for it to get published because it got was like stored away. And it's about the ancestors of the of those people of of him of um and of uh, Cujo. And yeah, it's just a good documentary. It's I even became aware of it because it was like on Obama's list, and it was because Obama's like top movies of the year, and I know that he had his him and Michelle's like production company produced the film. And so I'm like, okay, let me go check it out and go see it. Just go watch it, go watch it. And just experience what that is. And thinking about, uh, a little, little Africa town in Alabama. And yeah, man, I, I think that's, uh, it's just a great, it's just a great companion piece to the book. And, from to American history, really. So, yeah, go see The Descendant on Netflix. And the last movie I watched, which was say Saturday, Thursday evening, Megan, the newest Blumhouse picture, produced by the one and only James Wan, which on the poster they say the creator of Annabelle. Uh, but, I mean, he's made other much better horror films than Annabelle. But again, I get for marketing purposes. What did you think? Uh, a doll? Uh, the guy who made the other doll movie that's really popular but not actually good. Megan is a... I just want James Wan to get the camp out of his system, like shake the campy out and just get you know get into his bag again. I get it, though, because we make really grunt, like... We make really dark shit, I guess. We make, like, good horror. Like, I guess you have to kind of bounce it out with, like, <laughs> or like horror that's silly and goofy, like, like a fucking guess. But Megan, it, it, there's there's times where it really works well. It like they really work like the her playing toy soldier on the piano before the big end fight. I like that. I like that. Um, her singing, I think it was Wrecking Ball, and then like stopping on titanium because she's made of titanium. Like I I I, I enjoy those little tidbits. But the first fucking 20 minutes of the movie, if not like, it feels like 30 minutes of the movie. It's not that long in movies. Maybe a little over like 
it might be an hour 20, if that. Jesus, the 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 buildup, like, sure, like, it, for storytelling purposes, I get it. Like, you do have to establish some reason for us to care about these people and to understand their kind of motivations and shit. But, yo, it's not, without, when Megan's not in the movie, it's not a, it's a very not good movie. It's just not. Uh, Allison Williams, I think is her name. She, you know, famously rose from Get Out. She did a great job. The little girl does a great job. I think Violet McGraw is her name. Yeah, great jobs. Great jobs. Again, you know, I'm, I'm feel about them damn kids. She does a great job as a kid. But come on, dog. The movie, like, it, it's not bad. It's not good. But it's not bad. Like, it's, it, you have to know what you're getting into to like it. If you like, not necessarily, cle- like, if you like, if you like silly shit, but, like, it's not like, too silly where it doesn't take itself serious enough. But yeah, that PG-13 shit, I get it. The bag was in the two, th- like, if you want to make a bag, you make PG-13. And they're probably going to, Universal and everyone's like, hey, let's make another one already. And so I get it. Like, there's more money and more, like, movies. I don't know story-wise how there's more movies to be made. I This movie actually was made in production at the same time that Child's Play was under in production. The one that the the two thousand like nineteen remake, which I think is actually not a bad movie at all. It's a, it's a good movie. I, I get the, it's not the same Chucky, but it's the same like the same type of vibe, like evil virus technology doll that does killer stuff. It's very much uh, you know, and Olympus is falling, the White House down type shit. So uh, what do I know? I, I don't I don't make the movies. Just know that Megan, I, I said, I think in my review, that if you like Scream, then you'll like this movie. But I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just think that, you know, if you like, it's, it's a good family horror movie. Like, again, there's no, there's, 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 it's real safe. There were kids, not kid kids, but there was like a couple parents and their kids they want to go see the movies so megan you know first movie 2023 uh, hopefully i watch the skin of my rink next week we'll see that is it for movies and what they profit is watching and so now i'm gonna part you with some food for thought food for thought you know you kind of can guess especially the Fucking <laughs> side wine idea at the beginning of the show. I just want to, again, really continue to be the big eye that I talk about all the time. The only eye that's the most important to me, right? You know how much we speak, I talk about the only eye that's important to me is the eye and intentional. How intentional are you going to be for you, the people that you say you care about, that you love, whether it be your friends, your family, your community, whatever it is that you represent outside of yourself um, are a part of and value that space and those people and those things how intentional are you going to be in being a steward being supportive being collaborative being communicative and being communal 
I know that in three months, let alone in six months, my world's going to look entirely different. And God's will only, because what's for me is for me, meaning not just like, oh, what's going to be for me? No, like, I am... I am the co-author, but I'm not solely the author of my story. It was already written. It's just my job to make sure I, you know, paint the pictures. Like, I, I paint the pictures to the words, the descriptions that have been given to me. And then even when I step back, I'm like, what the fuck did I just make? Like, how, like how oh, I didn't make that. Like, or what the, what the fuck have I, like, been a part of? Like, what is it that I'm, oh, wow, when I, I didn't even realize when my arm was doing that motion that, I thought I was drawing a circle, but really I was the, the tip of the whatever. And I, it's what has got me here. It's been some of the most exciting pieces of my life that I can honestly say that every year I can look back and say, there's no way a year ago I thought I would be doing this or I would be living here or I would be like, again, everyone doesn't apply. Like, Oh, I'd be living here. Like sure. Some places like I didn't know I was going to, I knew I was going to stay in a certain type of apartment when I was living in Oregon. Like that was just what it was, blah, blah, blah. But more so, like, what I would be doing, what the world would look like around me, the type of things I would be doing for work, the type of people I would be connected to, uh, all those things. I can say what schools I went to. There's no way that, and I want to be able to say that. I want to continue to be able to say that regardless, like, however many years I'm blessed on this earth, that even as I get more focused and, like, okay, this is what the next one to two, three, four, five, ten years look like for me, that I will never be convinced that I know it all. And I I wish that for all of us that we we succumb to the fact that we are again we are active participants, but we are still passengers in this life. And that it's like the the analogy of life is like being dragged by like being tied to a cart. You can't control the cart. Like, so if you keep trying to fight and try to control the cart, you're going to, I don't know, like some of us are supposed to like be sitting on the cart. Other of us are like getting tied to the leg. And it's your job to do the best just to, you know, you may stumble sometimes and shit, but learn how to keep your balance and stay paced. And then shit for, you know, you might be able to hold on to the cart and keep, you know, you got to keep moving your legs. You stop moving your legs. You could be, you, you who knows what happened? You fall over. And the other piece of that is like you can, the choice is then you just, you get dragged and you just get, you allow the, the, the wagon or whatever to drag you um, for the rest of your life or for however long you're here. And so we always have a choice, even if the choice seems to be to die or die with dignity. Like always remember, like you, you, it doesn't matter how confined you may feel and be that you can all, like you always have a choice. And I choose to love. I choose to show up. I choose to be present as often as I can be. Um, and I choose us always. Because I, I, what is my importance without others? Like, I'm inherently important. I, links to male, am valuable. I know who I am as I continue to learn the deeper levels that it is. Um, but no one of us have value socially. And I'm not just talking about the kind of you know, social constructs of democracy and capitalism. I'm just saying as human beings that we are 
We are meant to be with each other in whatever capacities that may be. That your value is contingent on other people. And so my my welfare, my my wellness, if I really do value that, I'm, I have to value yours. Again, even at the most weird baseline selfish way, but because we are all inter, not just interconnected because we're species like truly uh, on a both a tangible and intangible plane we are we are far more again closer and in line uh, while still having the balance of being very diverse and varied and so i pray that however you you're kicking off your calendar year and however closely aligns with your you know birth annual year that you're making the best intentional decisions for yourself and of course it's always having the grace that uh, forget all everything make mistakes that it's not going to go as you picture it and sometimes it can but don't confine yourself to it because you can the, the power of the mind and the human will can get you in places that you really seek and sought after but is that where you're supposed to be and my friends I I always just pray that I'm where I'm supposed to be because if you're where you're supposed to be, you can stop asking, you can stop worrying about certain shit, right? I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm no Buddhist. Um, I'll never claim it, not in like a dissociation way, but more so that I, I know little to nothing. But I know in my, my readings, that there is a, there is an art and value in like eliminating disappointment, right? I don't run from it because you will become disappointed in life. But the idea, like, how can I do my part in reevaluating my relationship with attachment? And that, again, what I'm attached to is what I'm, like, is what is, like, what is already, like, at a higher level for me. Like, what is already written in for me. And so if you maintain faith and a, a commitment and consistency to yourself and what it means to be, insert your name here then it'll become even easier to see when things are not aligning and when it's off and you're not listening to your gut, your heart, um, and all the pieces. And so I'll stop going on and on. I really do. Again, I thank y'all for it. Every time y'all choose to listen, wherever you are in the world, um, shout to my boy, Eli in Poland, hold it down. You're going to be good. You're going to be back in town for you can make a sound. Um, y'all keep hitting me up as you do about the show about anything. Uh, I pray that I continue to have some great news to share with y'all. Um, but anytime we get to check in, I think that's some great news just to share with y'all. So I love you. I thank you. Share with your grandmother. Share with your aunt. Share with whoever you can, whoever you may think want to listen to the episode. It's, it's New Year Challenge Resolution. Everybody just share it to one one new person, one new place that you haven't before. And from there, uh, rated too on on Spotify and on uh, Apple Podcasts that helps the show too, and of course join the Patreon. You can get in for wherever you fit in. We you know, again, I, I different tiers got different things and stuff, but we still everybody get the reviews and those get cranked out at least two at least twice a month. You get in a get a review on there, and then of course the the profit picks like at the end of the year join on there. Um, well, you know we 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 getting it in, we getting it in, and I'm about to record a. Patreon exclusive joint over there in a little bit too. So, yeah, man. Uh, we're going to get to some R&B, some that good shit that I was talking about earlier. Uh, I had to repair my device. Got, I got a new phone, so <laughs> I had to repair it to the uh, Rodecaster. But this is that 
pimping me, that Jay Holiday. Uh, wherever you at, Jay Holiday in the world, brother, you did a great job. Um, you know, when you make when you make pure art, it, it lives forever. And so, again, thank you. I love you. One. Yo, <laughs> what's up, baby? <laughs> I can't even believe I'm about to tell you this, but it's like ever since I've been with you, things, you know, just been changing, apart from you been dying, you know? I just want to tell you about it. Lately, I feel like I've been slipping, and it's you that got me tripping, and I can't control myself when I'm around you, oh, within the I would have been done Love to left the next one But I just can't shake you all Cause you got it all good Body of a call girl In the mind of a teacher That's why I need you I gotta let you know We say Jay girl,